You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to episode 10 of How to Tell a Story, How to Create Your Storytelling Mastery. This is also episode 167 of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. I've spoken to you before about how to create captivating openings to any story by not beginning at the beginning. We're going to take a deeper dive into this today because this is the most important element for you. If you don't have a strong opening, the rest of your story might be great and valuable, but people are not going to be around to hear it, to listen to it, to watch it if it's on video. We're in the age 2019 of the Twitter attention span. We're going to approach this through the eyes of a brilliant screenwriting teacher named Sid Field. That's S-Y-D, Field. In his books, when he explains the way to create a powerful scene, a scene that grabs people right away, he uses the principle of in late, out early. I'll say that again, in late, out early. Simply, this is what it means. To create a scene that grabs attention, that forces an audience to pay attention, you don't begin with a backstory, you don't begin with a slow intro and a lot of information and data explaining the characters and the situation. You literally throw them into the scene late. You throw them into the scene in the middle of a conflict that's already in progress. Let's say it's um, a fight between an argument, an intense emotional argument between a husband and wife on the brink of divorce. You don't spend time explaining, by the way, this is John and this is Mary. They've been married for 15 years And now they're having a really tough time, blah, 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 blah. No. The scene opens and one of them, let's say Mary, is yelling at John and she's saying, you never, ever listen to me and I've had it. Wow, we're in the middle. Then that's bringing you in late. Then you build this and get people really involved, and you don't resolve it. You cut to another scene before that argument is resolved. Why? Because you've piqued people's curiosity, and now they have a reason to hang around to find out what happens. Of course, you have an obligation to fulfill their desire to know, to answer their question, what happens later on. If you don't, well, that's another really big boo-boo in your story. 
In late, out early. Start watching the beginnings of films as an exercise. Just the first five minutes, ten minutes the most. And then with a notebook, write down when they use this principle of in late, out early effectively. Once you get it, you'll have a fabulous aha moment and you will be able to apply it to all of your storytelling quite easily. A great example is the film Terminator 2 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is how T2 opens. We hear very dramatic, haunting music, and the first image we see is a world that's destroyed. Cars that look like they could be in a junkyard, but they're all charred hulks. Obviously, they've been burnt to a crisp. And the camera slowly pans over this devastating scene. And in one of the cars is a human skeleton. And then the words come on the screen, Los Angeles 2029. This, storytellers, happens in 11 seconds. In 11 seconds, those pictures are telling you what the situation is at this moment. Obviously, it's escalated to a very dangerous point. So we have been taken in late. We haven't been given a long preamble about this great fire that that destroyed the planet. No, we are brought in to the to a heightened point in this conflict. Then we hear these words: Three billion human lives ended on August 29, 1997. The survivors of the nuclear fire call the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. The moment she says that, a leg that looks like a steel rod enters the frame from above, and it crushes a human skull with great sound effects for that. That is 44 seconds into this film. Then we see two minutes of battle between humans and the machines, and looks like the machines are winning. There's a brief intro to the character, the central character of John Connor, and who's the son of the woman giving the narration. And we learn that a Terminator has been sent to kill him, and another one has been sent to protect him. And the woman says, the question is, which one reaches him first? And at that moment, we're out of the scene and into another one. That is economical storytelling. It is absolutely riveting. Look at all the information we've learned. In just a little over two minutes, the storyteller, the filmmaker, James Cameron, has made us aware that a devastating nuclear holocaust has taken place. The world was destroyed by fire. There were some survivors. And now they're facing 
a greater nightmare, the war with the machines. And we're introduced to the character who will fight this battle. And also, we're told that, and again, this is not resolved, that there are two machines, two Terminators that have been sent. One to kill John Connor, the other to save him. So, there's an open loop for us. We must hang around to find out, will he be killed or will he survive? This is really important to start playing with this because what it does is it starts to create cliffhangers. And cliffhangers are not only in movies, they're in all of your good television commercials. They're even on the news. I mean, every time a news anchor says to you, they introduce something like this morning, a two-year-old child fell from the 20th floor of a of a high-rise building. He fell from the balcony. And when we come back, we will find out what happened. And so we're hanging. Obviously, this child died, but did he? The, the anchor said, we're going to find out what happened. Cliffhanger. So the more you can begin to communicate with this technique, introducing people to meaningful conflicts that they're invested in, then not resolving them, but going on to another valid and appropriate point in your story, and continuing to do this, introducing cliffhanger after cliffhanger, you will have them there until the end of your presentation. Watch webinars by great webinar masters. They hook you by saying, we have a special gift for you. They might even put a dollar of value on it. It's worth $297. And by staying till the end of this webinar, we're going to give you this gift, but you've got to be here till the final moment. Cliffhanger. If you're interested in that gift, you're going to stay in late, out early. How many of these can you learn to build into your stories? People often ask, how long should my video be? How long should my sales letter be? How long should my email be? They're asking the wrong question. The question they should be asking is, how can I keep people engaged in any message or story no matter how long it is. The answer to the question, how long should a video or a sales letter or email or any story or marketing message be? As frustrating as it sounds, the answer is, as long as it has to be. Of course, as long as it is captivating and holds our interest. The action step for you for next week is a fascinating assignment if you're really excited about creating marketing messages that grab people, that move them, and that make you more money. Find examples in the openings of three movies. Won't take a lot of time. The openings we're talking about are just a couple of minutes long. And when you get what they're doing and you realize, wow, they pulled me in this is how they did it, send them to me. I don't mean send me the movie, but send me a message, 
telling me what you learned. You can even go on to iTunes and leave a comment there if you haven't already. That could be your review, sharing the aha that you've had, what you learned from this. And of course, at iTunes, it's change your story, change your life. Send me your messages directly to Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, at changeyourstorypodcast.com. And before you begin your exercise, prep your mind by asking, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.